And now we can begin. Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. So I don't remember if I actually even checked it in. I'll look. Um, but I went to check in. Did I check it in? Uh, the, the pretzel beer on Untapped. And it turns out it's been around for a while. Like a couple seasons? Like yeah. seven years at least. Oh, good. Yeah. Huh. So somebody else had checked it in back in 2015. I did not check it in. Um, so yeah, here I am thinking like, oh, hey, look at this weird, funny new beer they found. Like, oh no, they've literally been producing this for seven years at least. So what you're saying is our take last episode uh, was a bitter beer face take, seeing as it's been sold for seven years. Yeah, it's a novelty beer. It'll come out every once in a while right? Uh, for yeah. seven years. Never never have a spot in my fridge. It still won't. Um, no. But it just, it's that's a fascinating one that it... I wonder if it's a, cl- a clone to something they almost already make. Where oh, so it's, it's easy it's enough. It's just, oh, hey, like, we just throw this one extra thing and now it's pretzel beer. But it's got it's got to be like a, a fall beer, right? Like yes. it's got to be. This is a. It's definitely seasonal, right? Got to be. Got to be. Well, let me see when you checked it in. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll check next episode to see if the. No, it's a year-round beer. It's yeah. their number right. one seller. Right. Yeah. Uh, largest. Oh my largest god. Beer in their portfolio. Is it a year-round? March and April is when this person checked it in. Oh, cool. So it's just a staple That's beer. That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah, Did you goes... check the date on it? Make sure it wasn't seven years old? Ooh. I don't know. Nobody... I mean, there was a lot of them in there. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody died. Nope. Drinking and because it, so it's been hanging it out for seven years. I will tell you, I, I am that person that when I go, like, if I'm going to, like, a local grocery store or, like, a, a bottle shop, I don't tend to check, like, when the beers were made. Uh, but when I go to, like, a Total Wine or Bevmo, mm-hmm. 100%, I'm checking them. Because, number one, they just sit on the shelf. Right. And there's times where it's like, oh, look at this fresh hop beer. Like, Well, it's not fresh hop like, I was like six months well, ago. It's, it's August. Yeah. like, Or the, August isn't a great example, because I guess technically you it's, might be able to, but, like, oh, it's it's March. Like, right. Yeah. Okay, this is definitely a lot. Well, and, season. and places like a Total Wine where they just have it's just there's so much oh, beer yeah. there. There's, the like you, gotta like, be, yeah. Yeah, you like you ask the guy, when's the last time you got something from this brewery? <laughs> Two years ago? Like stuff on the shelf? Maybe. Yeah. And I was like that that's the tricky part. The the you either have variety or you have fresh beer. Yeah. It feels like. In the specialty places. Not All so right. much. Or, so uh, so what? Is on tap for today's episode. Oh yeah, let's get to it, shall we? Sure. We got a couple, right? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned going to um, Camp Colos. So they uh, originally from Vashon Island, and they open up a new spot in Tacoma in what is called the Brewery Blocks, which I actually had a coworker ask me about it because there's a big sign now that says Brewery Blocks Tacoma. 
let's see. Let's let's do a little quiz. Well, I'll ask a question and check some beers. Uh, do you know why it's called the Brewery Box? I'm gonna guess it's a special economic zone tailored to uh, craft brew breweries and pub places. Pub, uh, pub brew pubs is the correct term. There where's, is. Where's it at? Where's in it Tacoma? Because yeah. it's been a while since I've worked down there. Ruston? No. Between Ruston and City Center. N- n- literally nowhere near that. Oh, okay. Lakewood. Straight up downtown Tacoma. Huh. Like right off of um, 705 and Pacific Avenue. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so that main exit, you get off 705 and you're kind of put onto Pacific Avenue, you can go up the hill. Uh, one block up the hill on the left, you have Camp Colos and that sign up above it. Then further, you have Seven Seas. You hang a left on one of those blocks. You end up with Black Fleet, E9, and Sig Brewing are all out in that area. So there's like five, at least five breweries hmm. in this area. It is uh, partially, I think I heard somewhere that they have actually restricted where you can open breweries in Tacoma. And it is this kind of downtown area. There's some that are in other areas. So it is sort of that. It actually is a historical like brewery district where the um, some of the original breweries of Tacoma, including the original Tacoma Brewing. I don't know if Rainier was ever down in Tacoma mm. or being brewed in Tacoma, but this is the general area. So Seven Seas is in the former like warehouse or distribution center of, um, oh gosh, it's escaping me now. They just brought Heidelberg. They just brought back the Heidelberg beer. Your okay. face says we should probably no try that idea. as one of these soon. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they brought back an old recipe, like the classic Heidelberg light beer recipe from, like, God, I, I would do it terrible, um, but, like, from the late 1800s, early 1900s or something. Or I know for sure it was around in the 60s and 70s, but it may have been historically around for a long time. Hmm. So this is all in that neighborhood and area, and they've brought it back. There's hotels, businesses, um, but yes, mainly breweries. There's a new tap room coming in that's going to be in there that is a uh, like a pour yourself tap room. Okay. So like yeah. you just get a little card and you just kind of can do some ounces at a time. Um, there's a cidery, other things. So yeah, so Camp Colos um, went and picked up a six pack there. This is their Wonder Mountain Hazy IPA. Seven point two percent. Yeah. Really. Um, that's deceptive. Dry hopped. Strata Sabra. I'll, uh, I'll glass mine a little bit too. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Ooh. That yeah. is beauty. I'm kind of actually really glad I poured this in because that is not at all what I was expecting. It's like um. I was expecting way clearer. Yeah, for hazy. Um. Well, hazy. I would. I but would expect not not clear, but more straw. Yes. And brown. Like an orangey. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah whatever. Yeah. This is um almost like. Grapefruit, especially yeah, it's a pilsner malt. So yeah, I'm getting I'm getting grapefruit. A lot lighter. Yeah, I'm getting grapefruit uh, aroma up front with the some white Ooh. wheat malt. It's like a, uh, it's like that uh, a less intense version of that grapefruit sculpted. Your grapefruit. Sculpted. Oh yeah, yeah. like a a lot brighter and a lot. Um, pretty clean but there is that feel because it is a seven so there's some booziness there's something yeah there's like some body to it but it tastes it tastes pilsner i mean it's 
you can tell it's not um, a traditional ale uh, grain right. ale. Yeah, that's man. I don't know what I would do though if I if I ordered a hazy and got that color. Not it's not bad. It just is like it's unexpected. Right. It really is. Um, <clears throat> I like it. It's pretty solid. It's a following up on last week's last last. Oh pod my god! Is what are the chances of the Brewers District turning into an open carry so, so zone? Good that, call. That would this would this would be a perfect right. Uh, uh, what is it? A case study right. for doing it. Yeah. So there's a few things that because I thought about it. There's a few things that run in their detriment for it. Isn't the campus right there? Yes, the University of Washington Tacoma yeah. is literally across the street from um, from Camp Colvos. There is just not a um, clean walking area. It's no. very hilly through there. Um, but you do have that kind of like chunk of brewery. It's like that, that would be one of those ideal things mm -hmm. of, of it being this kind of just like this street. Yeah. With two blocks. And that, and that would be the thing is I yeah. think, um, so Camp Colvos is on their own street. Not a whole lot else there. There's a bank and some other things. There's like a coffee shop up above it is where that, um, pour yourself beer place is going. And then mm -hmm. Incline Cider is on that block. Then you have like an alley street and then seven seas. If those were all flat and you like yeah. in connected in that, and there's like a hotel in there. Yeah. If those were all on flat streets in like a three block radius and you put another one or two of the breweries in there. Right. 100%. That is like a, I, but, but I still go back to the, like, you have to then police the boundaries. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, you cross this street, and now you're open carrying on a university campus. Right. Yeah. And how many uh, C stores are in that range? You're just gonna have people. Yeah. Or or there's a um, a restaurant across the street. So then actually the Harmon is right there too. So the brewery it's down below campus, but across that street that is like there. So there is another brewery. Right. Um, in that part, but you're like, the Harmon wouldn't be a part of the open beer the open drink place and you're also talking about it being predominantly beer places not right. like there's not cocktails there's not like that stuff so i it's i just had this uh spark of an idea while we're talking about it what if part of you know this special zone you can take beer out of a brew pub brewery or a restaurant but it has to be in this special Aluminum to-go cup or whatever. Aluminum recyclable cup oh, that has, like, Tacoma Beer District on it. So Biodegradable. You're yeah. So you can... Aluminum's not very bad. Aluminum, aluminum very the recyclable. Cost, the cost is not going to... But very recyclable. Yeah. Um, That's why I mean like Regardless, those. some kind of recyclable cup that... Yeah. This year to-go cup, you can take it anywhere within this district, and then that eases your policing because then is somebody carrying the special it's, cup? Yes. No. That, But that's, like, New yeah. Orleans... You have to get it into a go cup, right? Like you can have even a cocktail or something, but like if you're leaving, there's almost like a bouncer at the door that's like, "Okay, you can take a drink, but here's your go cup." You're we'll pouring pour it in there. this yeah. cup, yeah. and that's your like one. You can so people, the, people aren't going to be, yeah. I can just take a twenty-two with me and just sit there. They're and not put it, yeah. Pulling in us in Vegas and just walking exactly. with like a thirty rack down the street. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> 
that's the only place you can do that. I mean, that's I mean, that's Vegas. I think it's be. actually that's, frowned upon there to do that. Oh, I'm sure it is because assholes like us show up and do <laughs> you can take pictures with minions on not, the street. Yeah, not but, illegal, yeah, I mean, but we're, we're frowned just, upon. Yeah, and so just, so I poured the rest of it. Like that is dark. That is like, but it's murky. not. It's not. Um, it's not dark like the, the almost, scotch we almost, had last time. It's, almost it's dark, hazy. Yeah, it's dark like an apple cider. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, like a, a hazy apple cider. I wonder why they yeah. call this a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. It's probably. I mean, it's it is. It's not clear. It's not like like you can get a dark, clear beer. Right. But this is. It is hazy. It is because um, they throw they throw in the. Uh, you got the white wheat malt. Yeah, and that's like oats, and that adds those very fine that. particulates yeah. that give it. Um, I want to go. Like, it's like it, it makes it a little more chewier. This when, is the one I want to sit down with the brewer and be like, "Tell me, tell me more. Tell right? me how it ended up with this because it's so uh, it's so unique as right. being a like. Trust me, I've had a lot of hazy beers. Like th- this is this is different. This mm-hmm. is this is definitely unique. It's getting better the further you go down the can. Yep. Which is sometimes not a lot of the cases in IPA. Like the the first quarter of the can, fantastic. But then getting that last three quarters down and that hops continues to build in your palate. This finish is very clean for me. So in between sips, I'm not amplifying that hop flavor. I'm just getting that same hop flavor every time. I don't know if that's the same for you guys. What are your... Um, what are your feelings towards the hazy style? I know some people um, feel like it, 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 some people thought it was going to be a flash in the pan. Just like, hey, this thing happened, and it is. Um, BJC, G, BJCP has now created their own, like, category. Um, so there's, like, a hazy IPA category at the Great American Beer Festival. Um, which this year it actually was not the most entered, um, which last year it was. Mm. It went back to just standard IPAs <clears throat> as the more entered thing. Um, there's a lot of people who just feel like they're super over it, I think because maybe they want the more traditional, bitter, um, piney-like styles. Um, and I'm doing me wrong. I don't want all hazies, but I, I'm not mad about them still. I still enjoy them. Um, do either of you even drink them? Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to be honest. I've been out of the loop for about a year on super fancy IPAs. I'm sticking to the NAs or the lighter side affair. Uh, I love this. This is fantastic. This is, for me, what a session IPA should have been instead of just a... 7.2 was session, I know, bro. I, I know, but... I was like, what kind of session <laughs> you, you told, have? Okay, if... I could have finished this can, and if you guys told me after the fact that it was mm. 7.2, I go, no way, that was like a 5. Right. This it, this is like a normal, you know, if this is a normal IPA and not hazy, it, that hops, I feel like, would be way more, more cranked bite. up. It, it, it's kind of sad that I've attributed hops to ABV, mm. but it feels like a lot of beer, especially back, going back to the old times. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, high ABV stuff was o- overhopped. Well, you or, used or, hops to hide the alcohol bite. Yeah, instead of like what this is doing, having that hazy texture, adding that wheat just to soften the IPness. I 
IPA ness. <laughs> that's a ter- that's a terrible word to throw NES S at the end of. We'll keep it. Uh, but yeah, th- this is. I would not know that's a seven point two. Just drinking it right off the rip. Yeah. Alex. No, good. Um, drinkable for sure. Uh, not a one and done. If I was, like I said, I, this I'm still maxing out at maybe three. At a oh, session, yeah, I mean, I mean two two pints, n- three no, cans. Knowing the ABV, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I uh, one one or two would be perfect with dinner. Yeah, I, actually, what I would say is uh, a sixteen of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of like perfect. the like. I'm I'm not mad about it being in the six pack style. Yeah, right. like over the course of a night, you might have a couple. But if, you're not like you're not tailgating with us. You shouldn't. So don't drink a whole six pack of this, but like, no. um, if you're an extended period of time hanging out, like this is a enjoyable one, but yeah, that 7.2 is a little sneaky. I've, I've found some of them are creeping up that way a little bit. Yeah. You have this balance of like, like, uh, Chad was talking about being aware of the, what ABV you're consuming yeah that yeah. at one point like i mean we've probably all done it that you go into a place and you're like i will take the nine percent beer and you're like because if i'm gonna have one i'm getting right as yeah, much yeah. as i can but yeah. now there's a definitely like that shift and we've seen it a lot um i have things to do tomorrow <laughs> i'm old <laughs> i will feel this not only tomorrow but the next day as well exactly uh which i feel like leads us into uh i don't think we plan on the double I don't I, think we're going to review this one as much, but I'm, I've am i been pumped to talk about this one, but uh, yeah. Chad, you have... Uh, uh, I just... Ha- so, serendipity, I just happened to pick this up at the grocery store this week. Pardon the audio quality while we hand out the beverages. So, this... My store has carved out a little section in the seltzer aisle for an ever-expanding uh, non-alcohol offering uh and this isn't your standard oduels style this is from crux fermentation project down in bent oregon these folks down there do not mess around they ferment beer they ferment pickles they may they ferment all the fermentables fermenting is life and honestly this is probably the best na beer i've had uh period and as an IPA, it's a tough, that, that's a tough hill to climb because IPAs are very astringent. You need the alcohol. You can't have as much sweetness, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I think this is honestly, a, this feels like a good replacement. If you're not looking for, you know, if you want to have an IPA after work or you want to have. Or an IPA. Yeah, it, at a work lunch. At a I work mean, lunch or somewhere, if you want to have that IPA flavor without that IPA kick, um, I feel like this is a fantastic plug-and-play option. But I'm going to leave it to you two guys to see whether or not I'm full of shit. Well, and we were talking about it off-air uh, a little earlier, <clears throat> is my knock-on NA beers... In general? In general, had been, well, A, they were terrible for the longest period of time. Uh, but even the good ones, you're 
you're sucking down the same 150 calories the, for no booze there in was, it. There was no effort to adjust the formula. They were just, here's the wart. Like this, I've got the St. Pauli girl in my fridge. Right. It's an okay option, but you can tell that there's too much sweetness in it. Right. This, it feels like when they combine the ingredients and everything and plan the whole fermentation out, because uh, I don't know what exact operation they're doing to get rid of the alcohol, but a lot of them, they'll actually ferment and then get rid of the alcohol. Right. Um, but the way this tastes now, it tastes like it was designed for this purpose. The flavors and the hops are all balanced in accord in accordance to how much alcohol is in there. It's you definitely tell there's no booze in it because there's no, there's no booze there's hit. No bite, yeah. But my question is, if the booze was there, would that taste like a normal IPA? Is that part of our palate going? This is a beer taste. How much of that beer taste is this is alcohol burning, an alcohol burn or an alcohol taste? However, your palate perceives it. How much of that is of the beer taste, and how how much of this matches that? Just less that one umami presence of alcohol brings to a beer. Yeah, I um, I think some of it too is that if depending on the process they use, I don't know which process they're going through. Um, it's going to remove some of that body feel, which I think is kind of what the the most I'm getting from this. There there is that hop aroma. There's um, like it's not an overwhelming it's, West Coast bitterness, piney, but you you have the hoppiness, and then on the flavor, it's there's a a solid like going back to the last conversation. It's almost like oh hey, this is like a session IPA. And then, like, I could probably pour this for you and convince you this is a, se- a standard this, this session IPA. would be a session IPA. Yeah. yeah. 0.5% alcohol. I yeah, guess. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I could tell you this is this is your your 4.5% uh, session IPA. I could pour it to you in a glass. The colors there, all the things are, are standard. Mm-hmm. And you're going to roll with it. Um, and, and you're going to attribute that slight lack of body feel just to it not being... Like the one that we were just drinking. So heavy, yeah. Yeah, and and then you find out it's actually less than 0.5%, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, I think we're coming off of the hazy. I might have expected just, like, maybe that's telling on myself. Maybe, maybe your palate's a little numb. Yeah, I, hops. yeah I grabbed some water just to try and, like, kind of switch it, which normally I feel more comfortable going from a... Um, Light to a dark. From a hazy to a more standard IPA, because like if you're hitting the more standard IPA, you're gonna get those like sharper, um, hitting the edges of your palate thing, like I don't know the technical things, but like you're hitting those sharper flavors, and so I don't like going from a standard West Coast style IPA to a hazy. If I'm gonna do two of those together, I'm gonna start with the hazy, right? Because to me, it's like a softer. Yeah, like um, my sister who doesn't like IPAs, I can talk her into some hazies because there's a little bit more. Like it's like a like a double IPA. It even though there's a lot more hops, like there's also more malt. It kind of like softens that that like bite. Yeah, but this one's still even coming off of that. There's still solid, like it's not. It's not one like as much as we talked about. Like, man, 
this camp Kobos is sitting in my fridge. I'm keeping mm-hmm, a pack mm-hmm. of these. I'm not necessarily feeling that way, but at the same time, to have that option that like when you know you might need to slow down, right? But you want <clears throat> the flavor. Give you something yeah. to sip on, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's you're not, you're not feeling like you're missing out. Yeah, and that's the thing. And and I've actually, um, I was telling you, I'll fear about this. Like I've been, I've been somewhere with somebody who I did not realize they were not quote unquote drinking mm-hmm. because they were holding these beers. Yeah. It's not like you you're so used to the NA being that O'Doul's super that, obvious. Like, yeah, like those few brands that are that are the NA brands. And now you have these like big brands making their own NA stuff. Um like I saw I saw the Crux logo and I'm like, oh yeah, like they're yeah. They're drinking the beer. And then it turns out, like, yes, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, leading into the leading out of that and into the something else, do you think, so, the previous iteration of the show, uh, Michelob Ultra and some yeah. of those beers like that were starting to, end, like, hey, you leave an active lifestyle, you do all these things, why don't you have a lower-calorie beer? Do you think that is going to start sliding into the NA space with people bringing out beers that it, you know, you sneak this into a party, nobody's going to go, oh, they're drinking NA. It's that they're drinking beer. I think it already has. And uh, there's no, but there's no stigma now. There used to be a there's kind not, of not. It wasn't mm, like, it, it, it was kind of like a running joke. Oh, he brought some NA beer. Mm, ha, 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 ha. He, he's the alcoholic. Yeah. Now or it's. Recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Now it's <clears throat> something you can mix in a little bit. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm just slowing down. Yeah, I think I think there is a um, more acceptance of that, like rotation of things or switching out or complete like, or slowing down abstination. I, I need to slow down a little bit. Like they, I would imagine I haven't tried it, but those people who did like a sober October or a dry January or those types of things. Oh, I quit. If, I could if see if that's what we but, do as a podcast. I'm out. But I, <laughs> but I could see it being simpler yeah. in my own life. I have, I have found that like, you know, coming out of COVID and doing those things where you, there's no, you're at home all the time. There's no thing. It's, there's no like, Oh, this is a work day or this is not like, I'm just at home all the freaking time. And, what I have found coming out of that, that a way to kind of like trick myself is uh, we talked about it last podcast, but like I drink the flavored waters, mm-hmm. but it's, it's that I, instead of sitting down and cracking a beer at dinner, I'll crack a can of flavored water. And I have, it took me a long time to find some that I felt fit and worked. And it, it is that like, it's my treat. It's my reward. It's my thing. Yeah. And this could be the the difference is those are dirt cheap. Like I'm buying a eight pack for like four dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, like that's the balance. And you're but but to buy but that's in my own house. If I'm doing that or trying to trick myself, um, or just feeling you know I need to to slow down or do that, um. Maybe it's worth the extra cost to grab a six pack of a crux and to roll into a place and just feel like I'm crushing beers, but like, yeah, 
and, and I going back to to Alec your point earlier, it's thirty calories. Yeah. So I don't know that I would crush a ton of these, uh, but it's been so long since I've had soda, and I've done yeah. the exact same thing. We were just John. I liquid death like flavor, yeah, like you're, you, flavored water. I've you, gone Lacroix. You've gone liquid death. It's you. You need a fuzzy beverage. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need some bubbles, uh, and so it's a good replacement for that. That's not a soda. Yeah. Uh, yes, because I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm going. not going back to yeah having well. So we're we're drinking fourteen Mountain Dews in a yeah, day. Yeah, we're not exactly. crushing a Cuba Mountain Dew and playing Kodor. Yeah. Right, and uh, energy drinks will give me a heart attack if I started drinking those <laughs> again. So uh, it's a good like going for a hike or outside doing something you want something to drink that's not just water it's got a little bit of it's, it's got, got a little flavor bit to it flavor some bubbles uh, i may have to dig it'll take a little work to find but i think another review in the future would be it's all, there's actually like hop waters now hmm. and i've never had one uh <clears throat> i haven't had one in a while it was okay yeah so that would be one but like um, I feel like the guy who created Liquid Death was literally like, no, here's the deal. We're going to can seltzer water with initially no flavor. And we're right. going to put it in beer cans and we're going to make it super metal on the outside. Yep. Yep. And it's a multi-million dollar oh, yeah. industry now of just this this like branding of mm-hmm. water. And, but it became that thing where, like... To your point, LaCroix has been around for years. A in long time. Aluminum cans. That's the other one is that aluminum's infinitely recyclable versus plastic. Yes. But there's been canned sparkling water for decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not a new thing. They just... It's the branding. They went yes. after it, and they hit it, and... I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right because sparkling water has been around forever, but it's only been the, like the last, even before the COVID times. Yeah, it was a few it years was, before it, that. It just came out of it. It felt like it came out of nowhere because it, it like you always saw it like in our area. Talking Rain was like the big one. Oh, it was in, yes. in the in or the, the in the soda aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always Talking Rain was the top rack. Clearly Canadian, and that and that was it. That was all you had, right? and now. Isn't that a whiskey? No. No. Uh, what, Canadian a, Club? Is that the whiskey? Yeah, Canadian Club. Oh, okay. Ca- yeah. Clearly, Canadians is sparkling water that you used to have at, like, oh, Safeway okay. and stuff. Right. Yeah. But now, as like you said, now there is a LaCroix section. There is a flavored water oh, section. Yeah, not Fizzy. just LaCroix. Like, so many different mm-hmm. brands. Yes. Yeah. It's just people like fizzy water. Mm-hmm. I, it is, is N.A. beer... A new fizzy water. Do you mm. think this gets popular enough with people seeking fitter lifestyles, uh, wanting something other than to taste a hint of lime or a hint of tangerine? Do, do you start seeing different, you know, IPAs? It's kind of a slam dunk. You just throw some more hops in it. It's a, I think it's an NA IPA, but do you start seeing, do you see uh, in a theoretical, Parallel universe, a Boundary Bay Scotch, and a there. There is to a point. I think that you have this perspective. I mean, you you have the Kurt Miller light commercials that are out there advertising that they're only what one calorie more than Michelob yeah. Ultra. Miller sixty four. 
No, the regular no, Miller Lite is one calorie oh, more. Course, yeah. Yeah, like that's you, you obviously have you obviously commercials. I don't uh, watch TV anymore. I don't watch <laughs> streaming, so I don't get beer commercials. There's no beer commercials on streaming as an yeah. aside. So, so there is there is that focus on like cutting down and stuff, and I and I I totally get it. I I'm a I'm a beer guy. Like I love craft beer. I enjoy it. Um, I will talk about it, obviously. I will imbibe it. Like, it's, I'm craft beer. And so, with my occasional Keystone, um, me and Rainier. Never forget your roots. But the, the, as you get older, you realize, like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I cut down on the um, excess food or I'm Mm -hmm. exercising more doing this. But, like. Oh, my calorie intake is like off the charts because I had a few, right. like I had a couple of stouts or I had these yeah. things. And so I do think there is a space for that. I I tried for a while a couple of years ago, maybe like uh, 2019, 2020 to like pick up. So the, the, the most, what I know of, the most well-known NA brand is Athletic Brewing. It's national, um, they have tons of different flavors, like styles, things like that. But when I like bought their stout, it you you could tell that there was a difference. Now maybe if you're like throwing it into your rotation, but like, am I throwing a stout into my rotation for the night? That like I don't remember what the calories are in it. Like that seems like just wasted space or wasted right, right. like energy i don't need a stout that bad no so uh, but this like to get that like hoppiness that kind of like um comparable flavor yep. and vibe <clears throat> at, at what 30 calories like 30 it's, a, calories it's a nice little treat like, <laughs> like i i i would it's good but I, after i finished two last night yeah i was like Good. I, I feel I'm fine. Yeah. 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 And so 60 calories, a nice little dessert after dinner. I mean, 60 calories. Dude, that, that that's a, a fun size Snickers might crush you 60 that's, calories. That's half a normal beer, damn near. Yeah. Oh, at least. Yeah. No, like it's a, a good one. Uh, I think we talked about last pod, but it's, it's a good lawnmower beer. Yes. You're going to sip on it. You're not looking to crush it because you're not getting any advantage out of slamming the thing. True. True. Uh, so yeah, something to sip on, something to keep you busy. Feels like you're still in the game a little bit, and yeah, I think I we talked about it last time. Um, am I putting it in my like house fridge? Maybe not. Am I putting it in my beer fridge? I could see I, buying a, a pack, a six pack, and leaving yeah. it in and there, and just having yeah. it. That there's those times where it's like, I still, I mean, as. I mean, I just think about my general routine. I'll have a couple of craft beers. I switch to domestic or ish macro beers mm-hmm. like Rainier's, Keystone's, different things, Miller Lite. Because at some point, it's like I have diminishing returns. I'm not. Right. I'm not wasting a even a like we talked about the Camp Colos. Camp Colos like that's huh? a yeah. Like I'm that's, not. That's not wasting. your sixth beer of the night. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, appreciation like, out of it. Exactly. But I still want the um, the flavor or yeah. something like that. Like. I've even found it sometimes I will just find like a um, kind of more mass produced, cheaper, low ABV IPA 
that that's my third or fourth for the night. Right. Like a Red Hook or a, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, Fat Tire was the one, yeah. the Amber that I switched yeah. to in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. That um, before then switching to a Rainier or a Keystone or those things to kind of like finish the night. But I could see this. This would be a great yeah. Like pop that one in. I mean, the fact that you're then switching to a Rainier and and now you're boozier. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, it, the other thing I will say about the NA beer here is one, two, three, one, two, three. With each of us having uh, oh. three open beers <laughs> yes. uh, in front of us, one of them being NA basically takes one of those off the table. Yeah, and it, that it's a solid point. Like, it, it yeah. is, I don't know, I feel good about it. Like, I'm not mad about it. No, no I'm not mad about like, it at we, all. So I'm, can, ro- I'm, roting, I'm rotating through three IPAs right now. Yeah. Got my Minkasi tri- Triceratops or Velociraptor or whatever yeah. it is. Halloween beer. Uh, the Clovis. And then the NA. Clovos. Like you said. <laughs> uh, and then the, and the I, Crux. Yeah. And I'm not... Like, I'm not being thrown off as I rotate through them. No. Like, normally in a, it, normally that NA would be so sweet, it just pop right out. Right. And... You're, it, you're rotating through some bush lights, it appears mm-hmm. to be, and you're not having a kind of a, a sip and go, ooh, gross. It it all plays together nice, which nope. a lot of NA beers I've tried don't do that. Well, and that's where they've come a long way in the last couple of years because in their duels or I think we reviewed a Klaus Taller yeah. years yeah. ago that German. were just, do I have to finish this versus I'll, I'll finish this, Crux. Oh, that's the There's thing. no... I mean, you didn't pour yours into a glass. You've been drinking them. You're, no. you're more known for that. But, like, I've emptied mine into the glass. Like, it's it's in my rotation, and I'm going to finish it. I will it. finish like, it during the pod, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it's... So, I think it's a solid one, and I... Um, again, it's just that, like... And I, I like beer. I like the flavor. I like having a part of it. Um, it... Having, having a solid... I've gotten to the point past our, our 20s where, like, it would be, you would offer me an NA beer in the 20s, and it's like, it's not happening. Right. Like, there's no no redeeming factor. To me now, it's like, yeah, I'm going to rotate that through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, put it, find a space for it. It's I think it's in my it's in my beer fridge. I'm keeping that in there. I'm having it as an option. And it also, like, a little bit, it's more welcoming to those friends that, like, I can have some people over and maybe somebody who... Again, is yeah, not or, drinking for a time or, or doing or something. Or you've got it, or you you have the designated somebody's designated driver, driver or you yeah. work in the morning, and or, you can feel yeah. like you're a part of the crew and you're yep. not yep. like as left out. And honestly, having the crux on there, like I've been somewhere where somebody had one and I didn't realize until the longest time that they weren't drinking like regular beer, even though it, which it cracks me up. We never said that we're drinking the no mo, non alcoholic IPA from Crux. Like, contains less my, than uh, 0.5 IPA. And if my ABB. future telling abilities were better, there is a hazy IPA version of this as well that we could have done alongside. Oh, but gosh. maybe I think that's maybe what for I another day. Yeah. Maybe for another day we will come come back around and give another yeah, and we, a beer a proper american beer review beer review we get into four hour podcasts i'm gonna need some na beers no to cycle joke. Through there. that that'll be for the live stream to all of our adoring fans <laughs> all four of you 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so we had a couple of articles, or at least one yeah. to like dig into today, or kind of touch on. Um, who was it that posted this in there? Which one are you looking at? Uh, whichever one. I don't remember. Struggling to find them now, so. Uh, Such is life. I know. So we've got. Shocking. uh, Thor brought this one up. Uh, Chad, the Eagles reverse vending machines. Yes, please tell me more about this. Fellow fellow bird team. Uh, So this, uh, best I could gather, is a startup company. Uh, So you pop a recyclable item into this kiosk. And the whoever installs the kiosk can go, okay, we're going to give whoever deposits, the depositee, uh, whatever incentive we want. So in the Eagles case, they're like providing, uh, now you have a voucher for Eagles memorabilia merchandise inside the stadium every time you recycle a can. I thought this, I don't know, I, I hope this pilot program uh, works because that would be really cool going to a Seahawks or a Mariners game or a Kraken game or just anywhere f- in life future NBA team uh, About the hey, same time I, LeBron gets his Las Vegas team exactly uh, I pay 20 bucks for a beer in your stadium Oof, yeah. if, if I can <laughs> recycle it and get 20 Seahawks points that so, at the end of the season maybe I get a t-shirt but it's a very cool thing to incentivize recycling. So is Philadelphia, and that's what I was looking into. So it's the Eagles. Yeah, um, it's at the Eagles. It. Are they yeah. a um, bottle deposit state? Where and I don't know. Uh, I do not know. That's that's one of the things that first came to mind. Is um, there's times where I've seen like I think Oregon is one, and so yep. we see it a lot in the in our area in Washington that. Um, it's like, oh, you return this can, you get five or ten cents, and I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I, I, I vaguely remember as a kid where my parents would take them to places and we could get some money, but like, I don't think that's a thing. If it is, I'm missing out on. There is a line item on your recycling bill. Now that we're all adults and we get <laughs> such things, there's like a little line at the end as a credit for your recyclables. So it's like an estimate of how much yeah. aluminum it's, or whatnot. It's not yours individually. It's no. your route. Business. Oh, everyone's. Mine would be a lot of more aluminum like, yeah. than the average person's. But yeah. yeah, you get a little bit of a credit but, back. But, yeah. but if you're in a bottle return state where it's, yeah, either a five or ten cent yeah. deposit, uh, that would make a lot of sense. And I don't know whether um, Philly Philadelphia, is, but, but Pennsylvania but Regardless, is. but if you are in a state and you have fans, <laughs> but they're buying beer at your stadium anyways, yeah. and if you are in a, a deposit state, Let's call it five cents. If the average person buys ten beers from you during a, a game, they take out a second mortgage on their house. Yes. Yeah. Well, some people get, some people do it. You just made an extra fifty cents on them. The the downside is most are not at a at a um, sports stadium. Most are not coming in cans. You can get some. There yeah, are some do, vendors. They, this does cans and bottles. It could be set up to do either way. So it can but, crush the cans or separate the bottles. Because you're doing, um, but most like you're talking about draft. Like, let's get that plastic recycled. Like, there's like that's that's the problem, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's but every beer vendor is slanging bottles or cans in aluminum in the stadium. They have started to go there. They'll open them for you. In yeah, yeah, which because the Mariners. I I went to the Mariners on the 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 last week of the season. 
and they did have the beer vendors back. Not taking cash, but they had the beer vendors locking up and down. So you oh. could you could get your uh, I, can. I ended up in the middle of summer at the uh, um, seats that were right by the, the cheap beer section where you could get like just 12-ounce cans for like five bucks, which was, I mean, it's still a ripoff, but yeah. like I feel better about it. Yeah. Um, but those are in cans. So yes, there are cans. I just think like long-term in the article it talks about the the expense of these machines Mm -hmm. and so that's that's why to me if like if 70 percent of what you're pouring pouring in quotes is in plastic cups these machines are not enough of a like solid investment you would have to really commit to doing cans as like your go-to service device so you may see it in a stadium uh, I think you guys are both apprised of the <clears throat> college situation. Me and my college roommate uh, saved all of our beer cans, crushed them, put them back in the, the cases we bought them in, and filled an entire wall of our dorm with crushed beer cans in beer cases because Good we board. were... Hmm? Uh, I stacked mine uncrushed into a pyramid shape until the pyramid tumbled, and then it was time to throw right. it all out. But we were business majors, or I was at least, so we were thinking about it. So we crushed all of our beer cans. Yep. Uh, saved them all. Our dorm room smelled like stale beer and farts and 22-year-old uh, <laughs> gross dudes for six months. And we took them all at the bed of my truck to the recycling center because made? Our, our genius idea was we're going to recycle all this and it's going to be free beer. Six months of saving beer cans smelling even worse than our dorm room would have initially. $10. Yeah. Nice. No, don't, we, we didn't make it. You, you made maybe a six pack. Yeah. That was half a 30 bomb at Rite Aid for Natty Light. We'd we'd recycle, but we weren't saving beer after that point. That absolutely took the wings out of our sails. So to your point on what is the cost of this machine in a non-bottle deposit state, how many cans do you have to get through just to pay for the machine? And yes, at a stadium, if you only got a couple of these things, if everybody's using them, you might make a couple hundred bucks. Uh, the thing I'll say though is like it's for them it's the teams it's not about making money because no, they're giving prizes yeah. and doing it's, that it's PR I it is it's, and it's it's, it's been great yeah. but like I'm not mad about it no I I'm just, not mad about like, it I'm just saying yeah when you hit the financially how's this going I'm yeah like, it's a long uphill battle yeah recycling aluminum yeah this so. is this seems like just a technology play. Hey, we'll put this machine in your stadium. You're already recycling, most likely. Right. We're just we're giving people incentive. Hey, if you throw the can in here, you earn your Seahawks bucks or right. whatever whatever you want. But like you said, you're just spending money on advertising for people who may already have season tickets. They're already going to be there. I I appreciate. The idea yeah, for, behind for it. For sure. For sure. Uh, the thing that I will say is something that I've ran into. I try to be fairly cognizant of, uh, like, uh, recycling and doing those things. But yeah, one yeah. of the things that I have found is I'm not going to say what's what. I have three different brewery cans open in front of me. I have three different types of cans, basically. They're all 12-ounce cans. Mm-hmm. One is, like, the... 
branded on like design where it is the can is the design. Right. I have another that is like a shrink wrapped. Yep. Uh, which now makes that can not recyclable. Uh, technically still is. I have another one that is shrink wrapped but has the tear away. Oh, right. That now I can remove the shrink wrap and yep. do it. And that's the thing is like, and this, which I don't know if you guys know, this kind of goes back to um, Ball, the um, aluminum can distributor, mm-hmm. changed the rules six months ago. I can't remember how long it was. And ramped up the amount that each brewery had to order in cans for Ball to even like accept their contract. So they're having to go to these like secondary distributors, and so and to do that, they all have to be the same. Like you're getting like if you want the branded on cans that you know where you feel and it's smooth and it's like a part of the can, you had to do millions of cans to get them branded like that. So a lot of people are doing the not branded cans, finding a secondary distributor, and then just shrink wrapping them on because then they're more flexibility for the people who just decide that one week they like this beer and the next week they want a new beer. So. Mm But it makes it tougher for some of those to like the smaller breweries to do that. So uh, this it's just this bigger picture of like recycling and the terribleness of whether we can recycle what we can recycle, lying to us about what's recyclable and what's not. Yeah. So, I mean, I worked at a high school for a while, and everything that went to the recycling can went to the garbage because the anybody who can puts anything in it that's not recyclable Contaminated, it's yeah, the contaminates whole the whole thing and it's all gone so oh so wow that was that was kind of a heavy thing there a little heavy and dark there uh the the only other article i think before we head out was uh we gonna we gonna talk about it yeah i, I mean it's the fight milk yeah who Fight milk. I didn't read that far. Fight milk. <laughs> Chad, you... I saw it. This is another one from Thor. Yeah, yeah you posted this one. A Chad. Dairy hard seltzer. Yep. Fight milk, baby. Okay, I I admit I got a little like overwhelmed with looking at seltzer articles and and so I'm I'm gonna break it down early because okay. it's help taking, me, help taking me help it you. At, yeah taking it at face value is a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, the byproduct of making, uh, in this case, yogurt, is... uh, Isn't it like a super acidic, like, toxic stuff that's hard to get rid of? Wait. Not what they're... Making yogurt does that? I know Greek yogurt, for sure. Oh, come on. Don't come in here with that business and making me feel bad about my supposedly healthier yogurt. Maybe, but yeah, the byproducts are like impossible to get rid of so if they're turning it into booze i guess okay this, this i can do my recycling and start consuming right so now i'm eating greek yogurt thinking i'm doing better for myself you're doing better things. for you yeah and then i'm peeling off my plastic label to recycle <laughs> and do whatever and it turns out i'm already like 10 steps worse this no. reminds me of, i don't know if you guys watch it the good place no uh like the very first season Okay, I really. But then I caught up online with what happened. I really enjoyed it, but one of the main things that they come across at some point is they're dealing with this like concept of heaven or hell and those like the afterlife. And at one point, they have this guy who like he's going out of his way to do everything right, everything right. So it's like 
you know, if if you know eating meat is bad, he's not going to eat meat. He's mm-hmm. going to do like he's not going to anything that doesn't recycle. And then what he doesn't realize is like, yes, you are doing that, but four steps before that item, there was something bad. And you still are partaking in that item, not knowing right. four steps ago. So, ergo, you think you're living the best life ever to go to the good place, and right. no, you're still in the right. bad still, place. Yeah. So, that's what you just made me feel about <laughs> Greek yogurt. Like that's, I just feel Sorry. attacked on my like supposedly healthy, better lifestyle. Don't feel too bad. Okay. Uh, so, essentially, what these folks, Norway, um, they are out of... Wait, you need to you need to explain. It, it is not the country. It is yes, Nor N O R W H E Y. Yes, like yeah. whey protein. Yes, yes. Like you're going to the gym and you're having your whey protein, bro. So this is like a pre-gym beer, then. Wait, what? Not, not quite. Not quite. Extrapolate. So, <laughs> so per the article, for every cup of yogurt that is made, okay. there are three cups of byproduct. Okay. Yeah. Which so don't stop. So essentially, it. But talk. what but what these folks are worried about are the water and the leftover lactose, mm-hmm. which okay. lactose is a fermentable sugar. So if you've ever had like a, these are all kind of winter beers, like a milk chocolate stout or something that indicates milk in the milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have milkshake IPAs now where yeah. they're literally like putting lactose into it. Yeah. Oh. They throw lactose in, ferment oh. it out, and it gives you that creamy flavor. Real quick. I'm skipping December's podcast. Dude, guys. I, I, don't want, there, I don't want to taste that. There are some, like, they're like smoothie beers. Yeah, that's no. that's yeah. what I'm bringing next time. If you want a cream flavor, yes. you're fermenting. Actually, Odd Otter lactose. in Tacoma has a pumpkin smoothie beer right now. We'll be out of the season by then. So. I'll, I will bring you non-pumpkin because I'm not down for that. <laughs> but like I'm gonna, that's on my to-do list is like smoothie beer for a taster for one of these days. All right. Yeah. So now, this is the next step up from the seltzer craze. Yeah. Instead of using corn syrup, they're using this lactose solution that's left over from the yogurt process, and they paired up with a couple of yogurt producers who make like it was like what 400 million something. So they make a lot of yogurt. Right. They're going to have a lot of byproduct so that normally would just been tossed out. Now, these folks at Norway, N-O-R-W-H-E-Y, for those listening at home, uh, they're taking that and turning it into a, a seltzer product, a hard seltzer product made from milk. Oh, my. All right. Uh, can at, you get your hands on I know. I mean, I don't want to, I'm but... I'm working on it. I'm think, working on it. I feel like we need I'm, to. I'm very intrigued. Um, <clears throat> it's like like what uh, me and Brian were saying. Like milk chocolate, stouts, or anything that has wants that milk creaminess, uses it. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to translate to a seltzer, which has traditionally yes. wanted to be light, light crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want that cream thing so that's going to be the telling thing especially you think since it almost be more of yeah because their flavors are too. citrus ginger and berry so very light tart so maybe that'll play off the creaminess i guess yes if it was like a berries and cream or yeah. berries and cream <laughs> berries and cream. <laughs> uh those who are probably our age know exactly what that is this uh 
it's also it's from a brewery. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Else makes beer, dude. But they're making seltzer. We talked. Okay. We, okay. I think right. off pod. We talked about it, but like that's my point. Like there was a perceived notion that seltzer, like seltzer innovation, it was only you you needed to have the big macro to get the mm-hmm. volumes of scale to get by the corn. Norway folks have figured out a way. We're getting this stuff at. Next minimal, to nothing, probably. Minimal yeah. cost. They might be yeah. transport. They're probably getting paid to take it. Yeah, please take this away. We will we'll load up the truck, drop at your place, get rid of it. I don't want it. Is anyone uh, going to Syracuse, New York soon? Because that seems to be where they're at. I have no current plans to go to New York. <laughs> Literally, I've never been there. I'm going to have one hell of a Uber Eats. <laughs> no, but I'm going to work on trying to find it. It that is super interesting. Yeah. Because, realistically, I know we didn't want to talk a lot about it because we talked about it last episode, but Seltzer's kind of gotten one-dimensional. Yep. Yeah. And if there is space, because there's a lot of yogurt eaten in America. Yeah. Does this become a national thing? No. So you got one cup of yogurt for three cups of this byproduct. So that means for every cup of yogurt you eat in the morning, you got to drink three of these to yeah. make you up for your byproduct. Don't know that it takes three to make one of these. I'm pretty sure I've been running off the article. The internet told me for every cup of yogurt, three cups Dude, of byproduct. So you go, I, babe, I got to. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm just offsetting my. Each I mean, can provides you with 31% of your daily calcium value, okay. 12% of your potassium. 10% of your zinc and 8% of magnesium. Yeah, tell me how that's not fight milk. Right? I gotta like. You got strong bones and you got booze in your veins. You're ready to go, it's baby. It's got electrolytes in it. Well, plants need electrolytes. See, this goes, but here, this fits right in with like our like NA beer. Like, this is a good post hike beer. They're telling me on their website. Oh, it's dairy. Is... It's a breakfast beer. Yeah. Man. All right. Nor. Our, mi- our minds are uh, uh, <laughs> initially going to be honest here, folks. We were all kind of skeptical, but now that we've talked through it, I we're mean, all convinced. Uh, yeah. Our minds are it's blown. Only available across Western New York and maybe Chicago. Oh, never mind. That's oh, we can find somebody, somebody, will, somebody will ship it. All right. Okay. Where there's a will, there's a way. I think W-H-E-Y. That's, that that's, was a pun, folks. Good. That's a good grammatical one. Uh, I think about that time. Yeah, I think that's the show. Yep. We'll uh, see you guys next time. If you're picking up what we're putting down, leave us a review on whatever podcast service you use, and throw us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Join us next time for another episode of episode of American Beer Review Podcast. Thanks for Follow sharing. Us thanks on, for sharing a drink today with us. Yeah, thanks for sharing a drink with us. Oh, thanks for sharing a drink with us during today's American Beer Review Podcast. Make sure to follow us online, LinkedIn, or, Twitter. If, if, if you, yeah, <laughs> my face. No, 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 no. Only LinkedIn.
<laughs> Find us on LinkedIn or hit that subscribe <laughs> button on your best podcast on your podcast provider. <laughs>